Hello and welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host, Sam Kane, and yeah, I know I'm a little behind. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. You know, I just uh I just got vaccinated. You know. I woke up in the middle of the night. I had these cold sweats and everything. I was really struggling after that second shot. And I get up, I, I go to the bathroom, and, um, you know, I go back in the bed. My wife was like, what's this? She, and I was like, where'd you find that? She's like, I found it in the bed. And she, she's like, what is this? It's like, it looks like some kind of microchip. But regardless, I'm feeling better, and I'm actually here with a guest, hanging out with him, doing... The first live podcast with another guest. I've had guests on before, but it's always been a remote guest. But I'm actually in the same room with this guest today. He's been on the show before. He was our first guest. Dan Greedy, what's up, man? What's up, Sam? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me over. (laughs) Your place. Good to be chilling again. Watching hoops. Things finally getting back to normal a little bit here. Hopefully I'm the next to get vaccinated then. Yeah, yep. Slowly but surely, we're all doing it. Well, we got some teams to talk about. We're going to talk about two teams today. We'll do another episode after this. But today we're going to talk about the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets. So... Let's uh let's start with the Indiana Pacers. So Victor Oladipo is Victor Ola go bye bye. Karis Levert, new kid on the block, and he's playing some good ball for this club. He's very aggressive, not afraid to drive to the rim. Has a nice steady ball handle. You uh you liked uh, watching him in the bubble last year, right? For the Nets, no doubt he was one of the bright spots of the bubble there for them for sure. He really stepped up with the guys that they had out and probably made himself some money over the long term. Heard he had a little bit of a liver issue this season. It's good that he got yeah. that worked out, and uh, now he's back to balling again. It looks like yeah, yeah, it's good. It it the only question mark with him is health, basically. If if he's good to go, if he can be out on the court, he is uh he is a threat for sure. So Indiana's got a pretty interesting roster. It's like they're never completely healthy though. Like TJ Warren, he was balling like crazy in the bubble last year. He's out right now. Uh I I, I think Miles Turner, he's hurt right now too. That's that's a big part of their rotation right there. Sabonis was out at one point. Brogdon missed a portion of the season. He's back now. Jeremy Lamb finally came back from his big injury. So the problem with the Pacers is just they haven't had consistency. And unfortunately, that means they're uh, they're not high up in the standings. In fact, let's see where they are right now. Let's pull that up here. I think if I had to guess, they're like eight or nine. Let me look here. They're nine right now. 
if I'm the Pacers and I have to go up against the Wizards to get into the playoffs, I don't know about that. I really don't. Who's guarding Westbrook? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon's pretty good. Um, I guess he can guard him. Aaron Holiday seems like he's been a little bit of a disappointment for the Pacers. He was first-round pick 2018, drafted 23rd overall. Uh, had had some nice flashes early in his career, but uh, really haven't, uh, haven't seen him take off like uh, we thought he would. So, kind of curious. What does this team do? Because... I, I don't think they're going to end up making the playoffs. Like, I they'll be in the play-in tournament, but I think they're going to get knocked out. So what does a team like this do? I mean, you get Sabonis, an all-star, not this year, last year. You got Brogdon, pretty good player. You got Levert. Do you really try and go forward with these three, or would you... Maybe trade one of them and, you know, hope you can fall into a, a situation that Toronto did, perhaps, where a star player becomes available, final year of his deal. Maybe uh, everything falls into place and you can, uh, you can find a, uh, a disgruntled superstar who uh, just wants to get out of town, play on a, a decent team with... <laughs> without the drama I don't know I just I don't think Brogdon Sabonis and Lavert can be the best players on a championship team what's TJ Warren's contract situation because that's a name that might have some effect on this conversation that's true so I think he is under contract for a little longer let's let's look up the Pacers team salary here all right so he has uh, one more year after this. He's on a pretty cheap deal for his production. He'll, his uh, final year of his deal, he'll be making $12 million, so not bad at all. My next question, I guess, would be, how do Sabonis and Miles Turner play as a tandem? Are they a good duo? Can you play them together consistently? It seemed like they actually played pretty well together this year from what I saw. Um, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of Pacers games, but from what I gathered, it was actually Turner that was playing a lot better at the beginning of the season over Sabonis. Um, I think there was one point there were murmurs of uh, Turner being like a defensive player of the year kind of thing. So then to me, when I think about that in terms of at least their starting five, if you're going Brogdon, Lavert, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner – Maybe you give that a shot for a little while, a year at least. See how Karis LeVert fits in. Maybe as uh, as Robin to T.J. Warren's Batman and see how that works. Yeah, that's not a bad idea considering the contract situation here. So Brogdon, his contract expires in 2023. Same with Miles Turner. Sabonis' contract doesn't expire till 2024. Karis LeVert's on the contract till 2023. So those are the top paid guys there, all under contract for at least a couple more years. And then you got T.J. Warren expiring after next season. Same with Jeremy Lamb. So I think 
the difficult decision that the Pacers are going to have to make for this offseason is they had they have some uh, role players who are making uh, a lot less than what um, their production is on the court. I mean, not really known for being the best players, but they've really improved this past season, especially with all the injuries. They've really stepped up, and that is Doug McDermott and uh, T.J. McConnell been really huge for them in fact tj mcconnell has uh really crushed it in fantasy basketball a couple times i think he had like a triple double one game like a, a, a really like a really good triple double so they gotta decide whether they're gonna pay mcdermott tj mcconnell because these guys they're they might be worth north of ten million dollars next year. This is the final year of uh, McDermott's uh, three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract. So he makes about seven million dollars, and then McConnell he makes three and a half million. So I don't know. What, do you? I I. Th- it's tough because the Pacers are a small market team. And I know they don't like paying the luxury tax. I don't think you can get rid of both of those guys if you're going to go all in with this core again. Because, you know, I do agree that you should try again because what what are your other options here? It doesn't seem like there's going to be any big superstars to trade for this offseason from what I hear. I mean... Everyone's talking about Bradley Beal, but it sounds like kind of a pipe dream that he's going to request a trade. And, you know, why would he want to go to the Pacers as well? So it's just the timing doesn't seem right to bank on some disgruntled superstar to just want to get traded somewhere. So I think they got they to gotta really decide. Do they... Do they want to try and bring back both of these guys? I think the safe the safe bet is just to bring back one of them. And, um, you know, I would consider bringing back T.J. McConnell. They're a little weak at the guard position. Dermot, he's more of a... He can play the two through four, I'd say, on a given night. Kind of big for the two spot. Um... But, yeah, McConnell, he can fill in if, uh, you know, Brogdon's hurt. Brogdon has a injury history. McConnell, really good backup point guard. Hopefully Aaron Holiday can continue to improve. They've had this guy, Edmund Summer. Do you know who that guy is? Edmund Sumner out of Xavier, yeah. yep. Yeah, he, uh, he's been playing a lot better. He's been with them for a while. I think he was drafted by them years ago in the second round. He probably would have been a higher pick had he not gotten hurt at Xavier. He's definitely got big-time athleticism. Haven't seen him play too much in the NBA, but that's good. He's getting more minutes as he advances in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, with all the injuries, he's getting more burn out on the court. Kalen Martin's on the team right now. Interesting. Looks like uh, O'Shea Brissett. Do you know that guy? Oh, yes, out of Syracuse. Yeah. Yep. 
rookie or I believe rookie, maybe second year. I think it's his second year. I think he played with Toronto at one point last year. Okay. Yeah, he left Syracuse early, so he's still a young guy. He's got some upside. Yeah, they just gave him a little extension, multi-year extension, using their mid-level exception. So, I mean, the point of the show is to rag on teams, say that they're not going to win the championship. I mean, listening to our tone of voice right now, I think you can tell we don't think this team's going to go all the way. I wouldn't even think they're going to go to the playoffs. But uh, the playing tournament, eh, could be interesting, could be interesting. Hopefully we'll have some fun Karis LeVert games. Lavert against Westbrook. That that would be really entertaining. Let's hope that's the matchup we end up seeing. But for now, I don't know. We'll have to see. You know, don't. It was a tough year. You know, maybe next year everyone's healthy again, and you can get the sixth seed. It's interesting that you're leading us off with this one because I actually randomly thought a couple days ago when looking at an Indiana Pacers box score, what happened to Jeremy Lamb? Because I remember he got hurt shortly before the shutdown last year, and I hadn't heard anything about him all season. So I guess he missed almost a twelve, full 12 months. Yeah, I think he tore his ACL. Let me look it up here. It was a bad injury from what I remember. Uh, ooh, torn lateral meniscus. Um, actually, there was multiple things, but a lateral meniscus was one of them. So, yeah, he's back now. He's, he's a really solid player when he's healthy. So, let's hope he can get back to full strength. Yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can get back to full strength. Maybe, uh... Maybe you can get the four through seven seed next year and uh, make the owners some extra money for, uh, you know, the popcorn they sell at playoff games because, uh, you know, it really seems like that's what they're going for at this point. This team never, the Pacers never tank, really. They really haven't. They always try to compete, it seems like, every year. So Pacers fans, hang in there. Just uh, be glad you're not the Sacramento Kings, I guess. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next year. All right. And our next team is the Charlotte Hornets, who are kicking the Celtics' ass right now. Not as bad as I thought it would be. They're... Charlotte's up 11 right now. They looked bad, though. They were up by nearly 20 at one point. It has not been a fun game to watch as a Celtics fan. But props to Charlotte. Props to your boy, P.J. Washington. He is balling out today. He already has 14 points. Plus 13. Uh, Is it? Cody or K? I don't even know which one it is. It's Cody Martin. He's the one that's been balling out today. He's got 11 points. He was starting. Bridges had a couple of crazy dunks. 
Rosier getting hot from behind the arc. So we got three different Charlotte guys that have already hit three three-pointers. P.J. Washington, three for four from behind the arc, first half. Uh, Miles Bridges is two for two from behind the arc. Devontae Graham, three for six behind the arc. Terry Rozier, three for five behind the arc. Wow, these guys are feisty. Uh, I guess they thought that uh, Boston was going to be a little sleepy today, so uh, Charlotte brought all their energy, and man, were they right. Boston was probably up late. Who knows what they were doing. Not too much to do in Charlotte, I'd imagine. Maybe there's a couple bowling alleys open at 11 p.m. Who knows? Maybe an all-night buffet or something. We don't know. But clearly, the Celtics were not prepared for this game. Not at all. We got uh, a lot of former Celtics on this team. We got Terry Rozier, Big Bad Brad Wanamaker. And of course, Gordon Hayward. He's hurt right now. LaMelo Ball. Sounds like he's going to be back playing by the end of the season. It's a good roster. They haven't even put out Cody Zeller yet. Cody Zeller, he's the longest tenured player on this team. Draft in 2012. It's honestly surprising he's still there. He's, he'll be a free agent this summer. Who knows if they'll bring him back or not. Maybe they will. Biombo. We were talking about Biombo a little bit. Wondering uh, if this guy's ever averaged double digits in a season. We had to look it up. He did not. So not bad getting an $80 million contract. I think that's ballpark of what he got from the Orlando Magic in the 2016 offseason. Wow. Still playing, though. He had, he had his best season last year with Charlotte. It was the final year of uh, his big contract. They brought him back on a nearly veteran's minimum salary. So they like him down Charlotte. They drafted him, actually. So it's his second stint with Charlotte. He was on the team back when they were the Bobcats. That's right, Cody Zeller's been on the team since they were the Bobcats. Very impressive. You haven't even seen Nick Richards play at all. Vernon Carey Jr. Nick Richards, was he a first or second round pick? Second round pick, okay. mid-second round. Okay. Yeah, that's another one of Greeny's Kentucky boys there. I feel like Vernon Carey eventually will have an impact somewhere in the NBA too. And I'm just listening to this roster now, and I'm thinking Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo might be on the way out, and you might see a lot more minutes for Nick Richards and Vernon Carey up front next year if they're still there. No doubt. You got to see what you have. And the young guys, you drafted these guys. You got to give them some burn. Show me what you got. 
got Jalen McDan. It's Jalen or Jaden? Let's look it up. Jalen. Jalen. The older McDaniel's brother. His brother's on the Timberwolves. He's playing. Played 12 minutes today. Has four points. So where is Charlotte in the standings? Where is Charlotte? Where is Charlotte? I think they're... I think they're eighth. But let's just double check. Yep, they're eighth. So they're two games behind the Heat, who are seventh. The Pacers are one game back on them. Ninth seed. I think the Hornets will be very entertaining to watch in the play-in tournament, even though it's it's pretty much the tournament to get your ass kicked in the first round of the playoffs. Pretty much. But, hey, I know these owners. They're struggling. They need the money. Lost the... These poor billionaires, man. They lost, like... $20 million in 2020. The year of the 20. That's not good. These guys, man, they they have houses to pay for. Houses. And yachts. Yachts to pay for. Housing yachts. These poor guys, they need to get that playoff money. Got to get an ex- extra couple games on TV. Yeah, games on TV, some fans in the stands, buy a couple nachos. It adds up. So maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jordan's really struggling for money. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he... He's competitive. He wants to see his team in the playoffs. It's interesting. He's never, like, really completely tanked. Well, the Bobcats in 2012, they were an abomination. Kid Gilchrist, right? Yeah, that's how they got Kid Gilchrist. Number two pick. Ugh, one away from Davis. It's too bad. Then they got Zeller. They picked Zeller high in the 2012 draft. Well, they still have him. Maybe they'll keep him next year. Maybe he'll be the next Nick Collison. Staying with the same team for the duration of the career. Take a backseat role on the bench. That's an interesting comparison, too, because Nick Collison played for the same franchise but was two different names over the course of his career, correct? Just like Zeller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was on the uh, Supersonics. Interesting. And went to the OKC Thunder. Bobcats, the Hornets. Hornets fans, look, you're not going to win the finals. You know that, though. I don't need to tell you this. I'm telling you this because it's the theme of the podcast. Guys obviously aren't winning, but you're looking good. You got a potential superstar in LaMelo Ball. P.J. Washington looks great. 
I'm curious to see what you guys do with your backcourt because Rozier is on his last year of his deal next year. And then Devontae Graham's a free agent this summer. We haven't mentioned Malik Monk either yet, who's That's really right. stepped up. He's he's had a, a good stretch this season. So what do you do? You got you got a lot of uh a lot of guards who need minutes. Let's uh we're probably forgetting someone too. Let's look at the payroll here. Miles Bridges is also a nice piece moving forward on the wing. Miles Bridges is great. Um, I don't think you're going to keep Brad Wanamaker, but um, we'll see. Good young core. Got Gordon Hayward. They actually have cap space this summer. What would you think of DeMar DeRozan getting slotted onto this team? Do you think that would be too much? I feel like, in my opinion, you're the pro on the NBA rosters here, but it looks to me like this is more of a youth movement. Yeah. And maybe if you thought you really were going to contend for a championship next year, maybe you make a move like that. But they're probably still a few years away from a deep playoff run, run I would think. Yeah. Yeah, they have a bunch of cap space next season, mainly because of – Cody Zeller's expiring contract. Like, I look at the team that's out there today, and it's like Rozier is almost the Wiley veteran, and he's, what, 26, 27? Yeah, 27. Yep. God, it seems like yesterday he was drafted. Yep. We watched that draft. And I don't know. Maybe you take the salary or paying Cody Zeller, and you'd uh, take some of that. Pay Devontae Graham. Keep this backcourt. Pay um, Malik Monk. Maybe you can sign them both for like $8 million for the next couple of years. Probably are looking for more money per year, but it's a good starting point. It's an upgrade from what they're making. I mean, Devontae Graham... You making like $1.6 million. He's not making much right now. So that would be a decent payday for him. That's some life-changing money, $8 million over a few years. Maybe that's what they do because this team seems to really gel together very well, even with Hayward in the lineup. Maybe Cody Zeller comes back for the minimum. So it's good. I mean... This was kind of a, a sad team a couple years ago. We weren't really sure what they were doing. They were competing for the eighth seed. I mean, they are still doing that now, but they have a, a young player who could uh, really turn this franchise around and uh, you know, give them a deep playoff run, maybe get them to the finals in the next five to eight years, whatever. Who knows? So sky's the limit. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, maybe don't give DeMar DeRozan $20 million for the, I actually suggested that on Reddit. I said, 
like I think the the question was where's DeMar DeRozan going to go this offseason? I mentioned, oh, Charlotte, they have some cap space. Maybe they'll make a bad decision. <laughs> People are like, what are you talking about? Have you not seen the way DeMar DeRozan has been playing this year? I feel like that would be possibly contradictory to what they're doing with Gordon Hayward, though, too. That would take minutes away from him. Yeah. He just got a big deal there, right? Yeah, you already have the veteran Hayward to guide the youngsters. You can keep Biombo if you want. I mean, maybe Vernon Carey, Nick Richards overlap him in the rotation, and then Biombo becomes the third big man off the bench. I don't know, Charlotte. I mean, you're not winning the championship. Make that clear. But I like what you guys are doing. Not today. You're kicking our ass. But in general, good team building. So, second half is starting now. This will wrap this up. Greeny, thank you for being on, man. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's always fun. Hopefully we can do it again in the future. Definitely, yeah. Now that uh, I'm vaccinated, you're getting vaccinated soon. Microchipped, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they can uh, they can track us easier. No, it's good. Everyone, get your vaccine. Come on, guys. All right, and our film for this episode is The Addiction, starring Lily Tomlin. It's from 1995. Uh, since the book, I'm... Um, since uh, the book I'm using to pick these movies uh, came out from 99 to 2000, this will more than likely be one of the newer selections I have, which is crazy because, like, 1995 was 26 years ago. So this film was directed by Abel Ferreira. I think I'm saying his name correctly. Who is Abel Ferreira? Well, let me tell you. I'm uh I'm actually very familiar with his work. I just I haven't really heard his uh name pronounced out loud before. He has uh made some films. He sure has. Uh, most popular which you may have heard of is King of New York starring Christopher Walken, Wesley Snipes and Lawrence Fishburne back when he was actually named Larry Fishburne. Um that's a very over the top but overall, great crime movie. Uh, Walken plays this gangster named Frank White. That name might sound familiar uh, to you hip-hop fans. The Notorious B.I.G. was a big fan of the movie. And uh, that was why he would call himself Frank White throughout some of his songs. You know, referring to the King of New York. Um Another movie Abel Ferreira did, which I actually just watched recently, um, actually held up really well, I will say. Uh, Ms. 45, that is uh, one of his early movies from the 80s. Uh, I mean, obviously this is going to sound messed up. It's about a uh, girl who's mute. Uh, she, gets, she gets raped twice in uh, one day. But she uh, she gets her revenge uh, on many many uh, many male pigs 
of uh, early 80s New York, let's just say that. Uh, certainly not an easy watch. Uh, the it's a, it's a very gritty movie. What can I say? But um, it's it's worth checking out. I'd say I would recommend that one. Um, I think Abel Ferrer's best movie is also <laughs> not an easy watch. His movies are are pretty tough. This, this film will literally make you want to take a shower after watching it. And that would be Bad Lieutenant. Now, there was a Bad Lieutenant with Nicolas Cage. It was called Poor in New Orleans. came out in 2009, I believe. Uh, I'm not even quite sure whether it's a sequel or a remake or if it's technically connected to the first movie. The film I'm referring to is Bad Lieutenant from 1992. It stars Harvey Keitel. Now, if you don't think Harvey Keitel is in the same ball league with, uh, say, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, then do yourself a favor and watch this movie. Watch Mean Streets while you're at it as well. Keitel, he never quite achieved the fame, the A-list star power that those two have. But trust me when I say he is on the same plane as them. So if you're new to Abel Ferreira's films, I'd say... (laughs) Check out King of New York first. It's uh, over the top, but not quite as gritty as Bad Lieutenant and Miss 45. So I'm shocked I it took me this long to see this. This is from 1995, like I said at the top, The Addiction. I never saw it. It's in black and white, kind of like uh, various uh, other... 90s art house films and there was a lot there was a lot this was one of many so the opening credits start i see um annabella sisora i think that's how you say her name sisora i'm like okay annabella sisora edie falco oh okay great great michael and pirleone wait a minute Am I watching The Sopranos here? Holy moly. No. Lot of Sopranos connections there, though. Uh, so, <laughs> Lily Tomlin and Edie Falco are college students. It, it was so weird seeing Edie Falco play a college student, but, um, I mean, she was college age back then. They get out of class, they go their separate ways, Lily Tomlin starts walking through the streets of New York, and suddenly, I want to get high, so, I want to get high by Cypress Hill, just starts playing out of nowhere, I was not expecting it. It plays the whole verse of the song. There's only one verse in the song. Um, I'm literally dancing while watching this. Well, it's the funk elastic. The blind Oh, I love it. 
That used to be my jam back in high school, which is funny because the song uh, was already 15 years old when I was in high school. It was, you know, not a new song. And two, I didn't even smoke weed. I hung out with all the stoners, though. Uh, Yeah, you really have to be in a certain mood to want to watch this movie. There is a lot going on here. First of all, if you're a philosophy major, like uh, Lily Tomlin's character in the movie, then, hey, this film is for you. Just a lot of reiterating various philosophical viewpoints in the dialogue, and it's not even really said in a realistic way. It's clear that Lily Tomlin just memorized this stuff and is regurgitating it. It, it, I'm, I'm not convinced the actors really knew what they were talking about. And I kind of lose interest because they don't seem passionate about what they're saying. They're, they just they just memorize the lines. Um, like, if I ever met anyone who talked like these characters in real life, I'd probably tell them to uh, shut the hell up. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I'm way too passive-aggressive. I would probably just politely smile, nod, and find an exit somehow. It's like a mashup of 90s art house, vampire lore, drug addiction, philosophy. Like I said earlier, a lot going on. Religion is in there as well. I mean, sometimes you know off the bat, and I got a feeling very early on that this movie was just not for me. This is like an A-list student film, if that makes any sense. It seems like it was made by a philosophy major, and they were able to uh, get half of the cast of The Sopranos in it. It's shot really well. It looks great. It's just too much heavy dialogue early on. It's very bizarre as well, hearing... Lily Tomlin whispering things like, Silence has two aspects, one according to Sarté and one according to Max Picard. And then out of nowhere, Onyx, the hip-hop group Onyx, Sticky Fingers, will just start blasting out of nowhere. What? What is going on? Oh yeah, Christopher Walken shows up at one point. It's Christopher Walken, so it should be great, but it's just like, ah, it's just not that exciting at all. These people just seemed like they memorized their lines, their philosophical musing dialogue, just regurgitated... Pretty much like a pretentious lobotomy patient. I know that makes no sense, but I mean, this film. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, if if you're someone who likes to uh, take some hallucinogenics, 
and spew a bunch of random crap for hours on end to a bunch of people who will listen? Yeah, maybe this film's for you. But uh, not for me. So tier one for my rating system, tier one is garbage. Tier two is the Abbey rating. You know, that's where, like, the movie's kind of a mixed bag. Some good scenes, but I just can't recommend it. Tier 3 is where I recommend the movie, and Tier 4 is uh, where I love the movie so much that I would spend 30 bucks or something on the Blu-ray. This is getting the Abbey rating. I was disappointed. I mean, <sighs> Cypress Hill early on at the beginning... It had me. It had me for a little bit. It just couldn't be consistent, though. I'll acknowledge this movie's not for dum-dums like me. I don't know who Max Picard is. He's some guy. He thought, he thought, uh, theories. I tend to turn my brain off and, uh, watch movies like Commando. So, take it with a grain of salt. All right, and to wrap up the show, some unfortunate news. We lost another member of the hip-hop community. Black Rob passed away. He, uh, he was part of the Bad Boy family, collaborated with uh, P. Diddy back when he was called P. Diddy. A lot, early 2000s. His big hit single was Whoa. Let me tell you, if you... You heard that song on Friday night, Saturday night, or in a weekend, and you knew it was gonna be a good night. That uh, that song really launched Black Rob. Never really uh, was able to keep uh, his name amongst uh, the other mainstream artists as. The 2000s rolled on. He had an album in 2005. I think it was called Black Rob Report. I think it might have been. Then he had another uh, album in the late 2000s. He was good. I mean, Woe was a party jam, but he had some deep songs as well that uh, you know we're going to play here. So, rest in peace, Black Rob. Ugh. It's tough. I feel like every week we're losing another hip-hop legend. Um, we're going to close out the show here with none other than Black Rob. Whoa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch up town, she was whoa. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean, whoa. Bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean, whoa. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist. Whoa. Now, money ain't a problem, see, my dough is like, whoa. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas, like, whoa. Lost the boot shrimp from 2 tenth, like, whoa. Faggot wanna peep my blueprints, I'm like, whoa. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas, like, whoa. Niggas getting both on my block, like, whoa. Coming home within a half an hour like oh. Front like they had the manpower like oh. More or less 
More so, I rip it so so, I live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas, like dough, like dro, nitro, might flow, nice clothes, like whoa. East paint with cocaine, like whoa. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range, like whoa. 100 miles an hour switching lanes, like whoa. Plus I'm getting brain from this chick, like whoa. Finger near nigga asshole, like whoa. Team floss bitches and bitches, like whoa. Nine nine Jack Benz coupe, like whoa. Keep them cheese lines on your blocks, like whoa. Grenade through your window, bitch, like whoa. Love to see me do this shit, like whoa. Niggas put me through this shit, like whoa. So I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow, like whoa. And whip it all so, live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow, like whoa. My niggas, like dough, like dro, nitro, might flow, nice clothes, like whoa. We bag it, then flip it, like whoa. Cars we jack it, then strip it, like whoa. Fully equipped it, front to back, like whoa. Spitting on fiends that come for crack, like whoa. Asking for shorts and shit, nigga, like whoa. Half on this quote, now nigga, that's whoa. Flow so properly, you'll see I'm woke. Ain't no stopping me, I'm deep like woe. Guns be popping, be we creep like woe. Hear my name in these streets, it's like woe. Must I pound the concrete like woe? Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like woe. Your man ain't woe. The judge ain't woe. CO's ain't woe. PO's ain't woe. Play yourself, I get the GI Joe. DIC, K Riders ain't woe. I rip guitar soul, live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas, light dough, light dro, nitro, might flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Niggas getting money in VA is whoa. Honey's looking like an ATL is whoa. Niggas flipping homes in Shot Town is whoa. Bitches taking paper in LA is whoa. Niggas stacking dough in DC is whoa. PRD on hold me down like whoa. Ballers in Detroit hold me down like whoa. Niggas in New Orleans getting money is whoa. Boston and Jersey motherfuckers is whoa. Florida niggas and Philly niggas is whoa. Tampa and Texas, Cleveland is whoa. Memphis and Lil Rock, my niggas is whoa. Panama niggas, they hold me down like whoa. My New York peoples, they hold me down like whoa. Bad boy nigga, what is wrong? We whoa. Alumni bitches, what is wrong? We whoa. And CSC. Motherfuckers is full. My nigga fuck out for this ball he rolled. That's just how the story goes. Whoever I forgot on this shit is full. I'm at the uptown on Dykeman, the Ithin, talking that how she only dealt with businessmen. Niggas bad joints, money off and on the books. The ones who stand firm like ain't nothing shook about them. I doubt them cats wearing for me, you know them niggas. Them big dudes across the street, she said, yeah. They from over on Mayfair, bullets from out of nowhere. So I stayed in, dug down. I hit the ground, but managed to pull the beast out. This bitch over there with them pointing the chief out. They want beef out here, they gon' get it in the worst way. I'ma show them how black play, roll the dice. Fucking with me's like snake eyes, I break guys. Sit back and watch my cake rise. It's all about the Benjamin's true. That be the motto. Ran out of ammo and started throwing bottles. Running, and I ain't looking back for shit. Crooked ass bitch today, I get you back for this. I love you, baby. No, you don't. You drive me crazy. That's right. I'll never betray you. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. 
education, I've been on the street. See, honey, at the club every week, and I speak. I'ma rock that ass to sleep before I strike. I ain't know the real deal until last night. How one of them brothers was locked with Bay Bro. Used to call my crib from C74. Kick rhymes over the phone for hours. He had the jack. Bay Bro told him, You wanna get money? See black when you get home. We never had a chance to get up. And wouldn't have if it's gonna left me hit up. He'd explain how his whole crew was slapping, honey. Besides all that, she owed them cats a lot of money. Funny how it's a small world, baby girl. You was about to get fucked with no jail. I'ma sit back and watch this cake finish baking and plan your extermination. Word. Niggas couldn't wait to read about I got shot You started up top and your boy ain't pop But that ain't never happened, just words they jot If it ain't paradox, then it don't mean squat Space is the substance for crabs in the pot It happens every time a cold nigga get hot And dudes won't plot, want a piece of what you got Like the different color boogers in your ear and all the snot Dudes run the block fast like Lou Brock But the block for getting fast on the cotton calm stock And fake dudes rock, real niggas call shots Anything else sloughs off like a sheetrock Some moon stars, dog, here's a heat rock Now watch out, be all dipping, dodging weak shots, fam If the shoe fits, I'm talking to you Since you like walking it out, I'm walking it through Well, since you like some rocks, then I'm sporting a few Once you get comfortable, we'll call for the dude Oh, they'll make the real shit as often as you That's what everybody tell me The shit they try to sell me The way the game going, all the hate just propels me They do what I can do for y'all And I ain't asking, write the check I collect in the orderly fashion Cause lyrically I'm mashing Beat the mic up like I hate it with a passion But said the only thing you understand is gun blasting News broadcasting Here's a small ration Record sales rose when I left the body decomposing The face smashed in Flags half mastin Reminds me when I did shows Got paid half cheaper, half cash in I'm out Cash, like big boy, you're 3,000 I used to be the same OG Running from housing, all up in your house Kissing on your spouse, it's a doodle move But if the poodle move, I'm a douse You know what the fuck I said? Drugs, ass the clubs, bad boy, that's what's up After bucks, crush crews after us No games, we ain't laughing much Nothing but big things Check the hit list, how we twist shit What changed with the name? We still here, you're rocking with the best Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks Who's the boss? Dudes is lost Don't think cause I'm iced out, I'ma cool off Who else but me? And if you don't feel me, that means you can't touch me It's ugly, trust me Get it right, dog. we ain't never left We just move in silence and rep to the death It's official, I survived what I've been through Y'all got drama, the saga continues We ain't going nowhere We ain't going nowhere We can't be stopped now Cause it's bad boy for life We ain't going nowhere We ain't going nowhere We can't be stopped now Cause it's bad boy for life 
Push it down with the Harlem heat All of a sudden niggas got a problem with me Black, what happened? They running around acting like the black don't care eat And you know what? What? For some strange reason I'm on for this medication Feeling deranged needing For y'all to put the word out We ain't leaving We trying to be rich before we all stop breathing Therefore, what? We kind of hustle lanes Stay laying down our muscle gains Still turn niggas dreams to flames You got the wire? If not, I ain't saying no names. You soon expire. No pain. I feel remorseless. Some cautious. Me and Diddy up first. Racing Porsches with the big twin valve exhausted. On the cover of your vibes. Double like sounds and sauces, bitch. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Cause it's bad boy for life. We ain't. We ain't. Since the notorious, see everything still glorious. We still got warriors, still be the victorious. See it's a lot of them, but it's more of us. Still got cash to blow, raps to flow, still them cats to know. Pack the flow, that's for sure. Bottles to pop, joints to rock, play the background, handle my jock, holding my Glock, money to get. Cost to flip, boss to sit at and sip cognac with juice to drip. Hoes to see, make sure they know it's me. Drop that D, can't believe that I am C. Bad boy to the casket drop, gotta love it. Place nothing above it, it's on like that. Don't believe we ain't going like that. For always gonna be here, we there. Every motherfucker's here. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Boy for life.